Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 4. We're going to begin in verse 23 and go to the end of the chapter. You can find it on page, I believe it begins in your pew Bible at 1,083. 84, I'm sorry, 84. 1,084 in your pew Bible. Again, that's Acts, chapter 4. We're going to begin in verse 23. It is written, when they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priest and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father, David, your servant said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly, in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord... Look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs of and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and had it and, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Here ends the reading of the holy word of God. Let us go to God in prayer. O holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. To update everyone where we are in Acts, what, what happened previously in chapter 4 is that Peter and John, who healed a man born lame at around 40 years old, they healed the man outside of the temple and gave credit to Jesus Christ, and they were proclaiming Jesus' resurrection, they were arrested by the temple guard, and then they were brought before the Sanhedrin council, and they were asked not to speak of Jesus anymore, in which Peter and John replied that they can only do what God has asked them to do, and it is, their, it is up to them to judge whether they do what God asks them or to listen to the Sanhedrin. They were clamored, and, and, and the Sanhedrin was amazed at how bold that these gentlemen spoke. But they were told again, stop speaking about Jesus. 
And then here we get their return back after being arrested, let go before the council. Now they return to the number that's over 5,000 men, not including women and children, so north of 10,000 people. And they return and they tell them what happened in the Sanhedrin council. And they respond to it. But they respond in a way that is unexpected. See, many of them had just converted. Thousands of them were new converts and upon threat of violence to themselves and to their families for their faith in Jesus Christ, it being hours, if not days old, they could have said, nope, not doing it. I just started this thing. I'm not going to die for it. I'm out. But that wasn't their response. Their response was to pray. And what they prayed for is, is in fact, something we need to take a look at as well because they didn't pray for their personal protection, but they prayed to the sovereign Lord that his will be done and that they continue to speak his word and truth with boldness. See, they began by acknowledging that God is actually in control of all of this. And then they asked for boldness, encouragement, In this little moment, they take the time to acknowledge God and to ask for his word to continue to be spoken. See, our lives are filled with little moments. Our Christian walk is filled mostly with little moments. There's some big moments that we have in our lives, our conversion, our baptism, our first communion, maybe the first time we teach a class or we preach, or or even in the moments where we have great crisis and sorrow in our lives. There's big moments, but mostly it's filled with little moments, little moments like this one. See, the big moment was Peter and John before the council. The big moments are when Peter goes out into Jerusalem being filled with the Holy Spirit and preaching upon thousands for the first time ever. This time of gathering together in response to persecution and violence against them is but a little moment. Paul Tripp, a speaker, author, theologian, has recently said that What Jesus does between our conversion and our homecoming is habit transformation. Or as we call it in the church, sanctification, being made holy, grace in process. It's it's habit transformation. It's taking the little things in our lives and transforming them to full trust of God and to his will be done. It's the little moment. So they prayed. They prayed for a habit of speaking God's word with boldness. But they did so first by acknowledging they're not in control of it. See, their prayer began with sovereign Lord here in verse 
24. And they and he go on to say that for truly in this city, in verse 27, there were gathered against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, and with Gentiles and people of Israel to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Jesus' death on the cross was no accident or happenstance. It wasn't a prisoner of the moment of the people gathered at that time, but rather it was God's plan for our salvation from the very fracture of the universe. We can turn back to Genesis 3, and right before God speaks the curse upon the serpent, he lays out his plan for redemption of his people. And all through the Old Testament, we see the prophecies of the Messiah. And especially in Isaiah 53, it is laid out the suffering must happen to God's servant, Jesus, our Christ. And in fact, David, the great King David, when he writes in the Psalms, in Psalm 33, he says this. He said, the Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Our faith journey, our life in Christ is one that rests in the sovereignty of our Lord, that his plan is and will be done. We often have a joke. We joke around and we say, well, let's make a plan and then God will change it for us. God's in control. However, I wonder if we look at a movie of our lives, if we played it out on a projector for everyone to see, not of the big moments, but of the little moments. The little moments that we consider insignificant, the ones that we consider small time, the, the times when we go to the doctor even for a headache or a migraine or we have a cold or a flu, or even the times when we're celebrating birthdays and the, and the little moments in our lives that make up the vast majority of it. If they were to play out for us on a movie, the times that we suffered from fear or anxiety, no matter how big, or anger or rage filled our hearts, or happiness in, in those moments of joy. If our movie played, do we see a life that is full of trusting God and his plans? Do we see a life filled with little moments for the glory of God? Or is it more for our own success? and personal protection. See, it's the little moments where our faith is formed, transformed, and lived out. It's the little moments. My best friend Paul, who's a pastor out in Texas, came out to visit early January so we could go watch the Aggies play football in the Gator Bowl. And they ended up winning, so if you're an Aggie, you can go whoop. That's their thing, I don't get it, they're Aggies. Anyway, he was out to visit, and the next day, he was hanging out with my family, and we're at the house. Ashley and Avonlea had left to go run an errand, and, and I had a chore to do. I had some uh, baby-proofing, toddler-proofing to do around the house, and I, I knew there was a child lock for a cabinet. I just couldn't 
find it, and I was beginning to get frustrated. It wasn't in the junk drawer. It wasn't in our backup junk drawer, and it wasn't in the junk cabinet, right? Don't pretend like you don't have those three. (laughs) We're not strange. And so I was looking through all of those, and I was like, man, I just saw it maybe a week or so ago. It's in my mind's eye. I can see it laying here, yet it's nowhere to be found. And my friend Paul heard me getting frustrated and and ruffling through stuff, and he just shows up, and he goes, what are you doing? I said, I can't find this. I've got to get this done. It's on my list of things to accomplish. And he said, well, have you prayed about it? Have I prayed about finding a child safety lock? No, no. And, and, and he just looked at me and he said, you know, our Savior is Lord of lost people and lost things. So we stopped and we prayed. Now, we didn't find it immediately after praying, but the fear and anxiety and the frustration was gone. And it would be later when Ashley would return home and I would remember ask her and she goes, oh, it's right over there. And so instead of a relief or or pent up frustration throughout the day, I was able to thank God for providing it for me at his appointed time. It's little moments that fill our lives. I could probably call Paul today and ask him if he remembers it, and he probably won't, because it was just a little moment for him. It's just a little moment in the grand scheme of my life as well, but it's one of those moments in which God's word was spoken with boldness, but filled with love and grace, a gentle reminder of who we are and who he is. That began changing habits and other little moments in my own life. Little moments. Our lives are filled with these little moments. Trusting God not only for our salvation, but trusting he is Lord over our whole entire lives. Even the insignificant little child safety locks in junk drawers. God is over the little moments. And here, the apostles and all of those gathered, the thousands, they prayed for boldness to speak. Everyone that was gathered, boldness to speak his word, where most of those thousands would never become preachers, would never go and start churches, but that they would have boldness to speak in little moments of their lives and the lives of others. God's word. They didn't ask for personal protection in the face of threats against their life, but asked that the little moments not be skipped over, but that they may point to the one who lived and died and rose again for their salvation. The little moments. The little moments that we have with our family with our kids or grandkids, with our neighbors, with our community, with strangers we interact with on a daily basis. It's these little moments that fill our lives. May we be like this first church in their prayer, trusting God, that he is God, and he is in control, so that we may speak his word, with boldness 
in the little moments. Because it's in the little moments where our habits are transformed. Our habits that we do repetitively, that when the big moments come, so in our little moments of anxiety and fear, how we respond in those little moments is only exaggerated in the big moments. It may seem silly to pray for God to help you find a lost child's safety line. But if we begin trusting him in those little moments when we get to the big ones, we know we can fully rely on God. We can trust in his sovereignty. And our lives will bring him glory because we will live and speak with boldness. Amen.